the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, AskDefensive.com, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your guest host for this week's edition of the Firing Line Radio Show from the California Rifle and Pistol Association, Rick Travis. Welcome, patriots, to this fine day. I'm happy to be here. My name is Rick Travis, filling in for Phil Naiman. And we're here with the California Rifle and Pistol Association. I've got some different key staff members that will be on today. And we're going to be talking about what it takes to not just defend your rights, but to fight to get rights lost back and to keep this movement going in a positive direction. And that begins with the culture wars. And here to talk with me in this first couple of segments about that is Kevin Small. He works at the California Rifle Pistol Association as our director of grassroots advocacy. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be back. You know, we have a governor, Gavin Newsom, Newsom Newsom, that sits up there and, as Phil likes to call it, excremento, and constantly going after the culture of firearms ownership here in this state. And I don't think people really see that CRPA did not jump into this uh, counterculture fight um, recently with wokeism. We've been doing it for years. And, Kevin, I want to highlight something you just got doing because I think a lot of people see it as like, OCRP is finally talking to people in, in Hollywood. But, I mean, if you look back at our history, Don Wells, for some of the older guests that will remember, you know, Gilligan's Island. She was a famous shotgun shooter in her own right, national female champion before that was a big deal, set the road kind of for the Kim Rodies, who we've also been working with throughout her career. But we also had Robert Stack that did a lot of the law enforcement shows and, um, you know, he was a great shotgun shooter and was somebody. We've had Chris Chang more recently that, you know, America's top shot. And uh, you got to sit down with one of the most um, wonderful actors of our time period. And I think you have a little thing out there somewhere where people can go watch that uh, interview. That was with uh, who, Kevin? Yeah, so uh, we were able to sit down with Joe Montaigne for an interview. If uh, the name Joe Montaigne is not recognizable to you, I'm sure you would recognize his face. Uh, he is one of the actors from Criminal Minds. Uh, he was also in The Godfather Part Three. He's also voice acted on on things like The Simpsons. Uh, but what we were talking to him about is a show that he's been doing for over a decade called Gun Stories. Uh, and and yeah, I mean, really what this is about is capturing the culture. I think with, uh, um, you know, the Internet and the way that phones work and the way that media works these days, there is just so much stuff thrown in our face. It's easy to miss stuff. You have agendas that are created to purposefully make you miss stuff. What we are trying to accomplish with interviews like these is to let people know that the culture is still alive and thriving, not just alive thriving and it's something to hold on to. So, you know, we're trying to get a piece of this. We're trying to get a little bit of the background of what creates something like this. Uh, if you haven't watched it already, go ahead and check us out on YouTube. It's it's CRPA TV uh, on YouTube. Uh, you can see the interview in its entirety and, you know, really try to get a an idea of what we're trying to do here. There will be more interviews with other individuals to follow. This is a campaign. This isn't really a one-off. So we're going to continue and try highlighting um, you know, things that are contributing to the firearms culture uh, in California. And Karen, I just want to say thank you because I know all the work and it takes multiple people. In fact, uh, Maria, who will be on later on this 
this shows somebody that worked diligently on that with you to get that ha- to happen. Which brings us back to Gavin Newsom. You know, Gavin Newsom tries to sell this narrative that we don't exist anymore. There's just a couple more of us to kick out off the road and, and California secured from firearms and anybody that would be goofy enough to think they should be able to have a firearm, which I think the goofiness um, comes from his office. And, and let's talk about last year we had a bill, 1594, came out of the assembly. And its primarily job was to start what I would call frivolous lawsuits. And CRPA is very familiar with lawsuits because when bills get passed that we're unable to block, we're unable to get the ground forces um, organized enough, or sometimes they just ram them through with their supermajority, like in the case of 1594, we don't stop just there. We launch an attack. And so um, I want to talk to you a little bit about that because we're going to talk in the next thing about a couple other bills that are kind of in the presence. But 1594, can you tell us a little bit about that, Kevin? Yeah, and I, I mean, just to back up a bit, you know, there are things that we are seeing in our legislature uh, that, you know, people who are uninformed or on the opposing side want you to think that we're deducing this stuff. We are not deducing this at all. Gavin Newsom, when he was elected governor, came out and said he wanted to end the firearm culture in California. And you'll see a couple other things, you know, moving forward with some of these bills. Uh, we're not deducing anything. They're putting it right out there in the open. This is an open agenda. It is an open attack on a specific culture. Uh, some people, you know, call that sort of thing discrimination, uh, but it is something that we're dealing with and, and we're continuing to try and fight. But what AB 1594 was was just just like you said it was it's means legislatively uh for people to bring about lawsuits when they consider themselves to having harm done to them through any sort of firearms incident um you know and and it's actually really scary when you think about it because uh we have seen claims in California uh, uh w- the last one that I looked at was actually in San Jose of people claiming that they were owed damages just because of psychological damage from being near an incident. They weren't physically, uh, you know, affected by the incident at all. Nobody that they knew was affected by the incident at all physically. But, you know, maybe I, I heard a gunshot there. Therefore, I'm traumatized and I'm owed damages. Uh, this is this is a little bit, like you said, frivolous. And, and it's not really a way to conduct a society. Not to mention the fact that, you know, th- this completely uh, disregards the intrinsic value uh, of firearms in the United States and how our founding fathers saw uh, that, you know, God had these rights for his people. Um, so, you know, we, we try to do these comparisons like, uh, you know, uh, car accidents. You can't sue a, a firearm or you can't sue a a car dealership when you get in a car accident. Um, you know, that sort of argument is prevalent here, but should we even be having that argument? You know, it, it, driving a car is not a constitutionally uh, protected right. Uh, so, I, you know, we're still trying to, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how exactly do you argue this? Because I don't want to sink to the level uh, that they want us to sink to in that firearms are a privilege, like something like a driver's license, because it's not. Uh, so, you know, we're going to continue fighting. And, and then, you know, I, I think we should talk about this also, Rick, and I, I'd, I'd like to have your input on the, the potential impact here. But, um, you know, this was a, a lawsuit filed by NSSF to challenge uh, this, this, this law in California now, and CRPA has filed an amicus brief. Yeah, I think one of the things that I was going to bring up in this part of the segment this is just a, a, a snapshot, you know, on the show today of some of the things we're doing. But in addition with working with the National Shooting Sports Foundation, NSSF, as Kevin said, we also have been very connected with the Second Amendment Law Center started by our own president of the CRPA, Chuck Michelle, one of the, the top attorneys across the nation on Second Amendment matters that has collected the top attorneys in every district across the country on this. Because we don't just fight in California. We fight in Arizona. We fight in New York. We fight in New Jersey, Florida. You name the state, we're in the fight. And why? Because we realize the silliness that happens in any one state goes across state lines and gets retried and replayed in every district inside this country. And I think people need to realize that, you know, if you're a member of the California Rifle Pistol Association, 
or you know any of the other groups here in California, you got to look at, at what they're doing. And one of the things that I'm very proud to work for this organization for is we are actually fighting not just locally but nationally because we're trying to secure the rights not just of the 38 million Californians here, but of the entire country. Because it's just what you said, you know, the rights enumerated in our constitution, which everybody should have a copy of and study so they know when they're being lied to by the media, um, which is just for the record all the time. Um, you need to be able to sit there and go, no, this is my right. It's like you said, it's not a privilege. And, you know, I face that all the time in the Capitol trying to, to make sure that they don't get away with equating you know, well, you, you got to have this when you walk your dog. You got to have this when you drive a car. Those, those are privileges. Those aren't rights. But the Second Amendment, the right to speak, the right to tell the government when they're wrong, those are rights. That's why they're called the Bill of Rights. Um, and we need to make sure people know that. And the sad part is we have a generation of uh, young Americans coming up that aren't even being taught the Bill of Rights, Kevin. And I think that's what leads to this... Uh, hegemony that is being pushed forward by the governor and his cronies. We're going to further explore this in our next segment as we come back here on Firing Line Radio. We'll be right back. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors or the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, and it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. It's definitely expensive to advertise for your business, but not advertising is more costly to your bottom line, especially in this current economic climate. While we all know that sending Christmas cards to family and friends is an American tradition, we forget to extend that tradition to our customers and business associates. So show your appreciation for customer loyalty and remind clients that you and your company are still ready for their business. But don't just send any card to take advantage of the marketing opportunity that you're looking for. Your cards need to stand out. IndustryGreetings.com specializes in industry-specific Christmas cards. Whether you're an accountant, contractor, realtor, welder, or anything in between, our creative and exclusive card designs are the perfect fit. So head over to IndustryGreetings.com and search by your industry. Or check out our patriotic or religious Christmas cards and order today. That's IndustryGreetings.com or call them at 800-431-9161. IndustryGreetings.com, 800-431-9161. I use them, so should you. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis, your guest host. I'm the Director of Legislation and Government Affairs for the California Rifle Pistol Association. With me in this segment is Kevin Small, our Director of Grassroots Advocacy. And we're talking about, in the last segment, how we have come together, CRPA, with many groups. I spoke about the Second Amendment Law Center and National Shooting Sports Foundation. And you have to realize each of those entities brings their own resources, their own money to fight, and we have an alliance that pushes that fight. So CRPA launches its own amicus briefs and lawsuits. The Second Amendment Law Center does the same, but we coordinate as allies and coalitions to fight for your rights nationally. And that coalition is looking at some new legislation that is being pushed down. The first piece I'm going to talk to you about, um, both of these are absolutely insane, is Senate Bill 2. Both of these bills will come out of the Senate. Senate Bill 2 is being pushed by Senator Portentino. It's a redo of last year's. Senate Bill 918, but basically take the infamous Bruin decision, a decision that right now, if we were a baseball team, folks, we would be in the Hall of Fame for sure because we're batting a perfect 1,000. That's right. Since the Bruin decisions come out, 
court battle after court battle after court battle on the Second Amendment, it's a win, 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 win. This is a great time to be in our position. And, of course, uh, our governor is throwing a temper tantrum. He sent in one of his top dogs who's getting ready to term out and try to run for Congress, and that's Anthony Portentino um, that comes out of the North L.A. area. And his Senate bill, too, basically takes everything. I mean everything that the five justices said thou shalt not do anymore, and it's trying to do them. What do you think about that, Kevin? <laughs> well, it's actually kind of funny. The the way that this uh, this piece of legislation is written, it's basically as long as the Bruin decision was written, and it seems like that's exactly what they did. The Supreme Court says you shouldn't do this, and they just scratched out the you shouldn't part and said we're going to do it. So uh, th- this is a pretty egregious bill. They tried to do it last year, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Rick, but the reason why it didn't get through was because of some really uh, some really good lobbying by you included some of the lobbyists up there in, in Sacramento. That would be you, Rick, for CRPA. Uh, we had uh, Sam Perez from Gun Owners of California working, and, as well as was Dan Reed up there. Yeah, Dan so, Reed from NRA. Um, yeah, from NRA. So good good work on that. They, they tried to put the emergency clause on it, and they couldn't get it. Uh, so it's back again this year, but it, it does. It basically fire, flies directly in the face of Bruin. Uh, it's basically telling us we need additional requirements uh, for the training process to get a CCW. Uh, it would insert uh, potential intervention from the attorney general uh, when it comes to uh, the, the licensing uh, and it would add sensitive places all over the state, uh, which really ends up deterring people uh, from getting a CCW in the first place because, you know, you work your butt off, you spend a bunch of money trying to get this CCW, and then you don't even know where you can and can't carry it. Uh, so a, a lot of bad stuff in this bill, but, you know, the same as last year, right? Like we're we're fighting it. We're, we're having our volunteers uh, as well as our chapter members uh, contact their legislate their legislators with letters, and we're calling into committee meetings. So we're trying to make our presence known there. But this is one that we really need to fight against. Yeah, and you know some great points that you bring up. But what some things I want people to realize is this is so crazy because as I opened up the signal, I talked about court case after court case. This isn't the only state that's tried this, and so it's frustrating when you're up in the Capitol and you're looking and going. Uh, Mr. Senator, do you realize that this section of turning part of, of our cities into, you know, no carry zones? Uh, five times that's been up nationally and five times courts in five different areas have said, yeah, because of run, can't do it. That doesn't stop them. It doesn't stop them, you know, when it says, oh, you can't force businesses to have signs that say you, you, you can't carry here or you can't, you can't do that either. And yet, that still stays in Senate Bill 2, which is just going to cost the taxpayers money when we sue them, because that's exactly what we'll do. Well, and that that's exactly what I wanted to touch on. We need to force this narrative because this narrative doesn't only touch, you know, it, it doesn't only touch the firearms community. It literally touches every single Californian. We need to let every single person know that you have a legislature that is purposefully wasting your money creating a piece of legislation that they know they'll have to pay for in court and they know they will lose. The Bruin decision already came out. Like the the Supreme Court already made up their decision on this and they are doing it so that they can have a law enacted for how long? You know, a year, maybe two, but they are intentionally wasting every single taxpayer's dollars. And as hard as it's going to believe, can it get worse? Yeah. Let's look at Senate Bill 452 real quick. We've seen this by many other names, but it's micro-stamping. And the whole concept, if you don't understand what micro-stamping is, is that when you pull the trigger, your firing pin will put a stamped serial number on the uh, primer. And then as a result, they would be able to find out, oh, this gun was used. It belongs to Sunstone, so they're the person of crime. Okay, so beyond the fact that, like, you could be at your average range your semi-automatic pistols dumping the casings on the ground. The person next to you who might not be a good person picks those up. They could drop those at the crime scene when they police their own brass, and now you're implicated in a crime that you were never there at. Beyond how easy it is to thwart this is the fact that, wait, the technology doesn't exist. And the people trying to develop the technology said, yeah, 
it was an idea, but it's a bad idea. This won't work. And yet, California is trying to put a law through it. And this is what cracks me up and can be depressing at times. I listened to the Senator Blakespear in this one say, well, we know it's going to reduce crime by 90%. We know it's going to do this. We know it's going to do that. And I'm like, Senator, going, okay, the very inventor is saying it doesn't work. So how does something that doesn't work and doesn't exist have any impact on crime? Yeah, when yeah. when you when you first brought this up, I was going to say allegedly because the, right. allegedly the technology exists. I mean, you basically get uh, uh, an activist person who calls themselves a scientist come before a Senate committee hearing saying that the technology exists and can work, and they just run with it forever. This is a little bit ridiculous, but you know, also if we take a step back, wait, here, if we could stop on something you just said, you know. One of the things I've started doing when I'm in testimony is there's people that get up there and go, hi, you know, I'm I'm Joe Smith and I'm from XYZ organization here as an expert. And then I go to look up because you can do that, you know, on your cell phone. I go to look up your organization. Doesn't exist. It's oh, it's an incorporation. I go the second doesn't exist. Like it really doesn't exist. Like these are people making stuff up, but they're. In the record as being the expert. Yeah, a, yeah, a li- little bit of theater to push an agenda for sure. Right. Uh, but what what I was referring to is taking a step back here. I mean, can we connect some dots and and tell me if I'm crazy here, Rick? But uh, we had our lawsuit, which was Boland v. Bonta, which challenged the handgun roster. Uh, there were three requirements for that: you had the chamber load indicator, you had the magazine detachment, and you have the micro stamping. Uh, We got a favorable decision in that lawsuit, and when the state appealed it, they appealed it to the Ninth Circuit, leaving micro-stamping off. Uh, Are these these things connected? And if so, did they purposefully leave? Because we celebrated, right? We celebrated and said, hey, micro-stamping is gone. But did they leave it off intentionally so that they didn't get a Ninth Circuit uh, decision saying that micro-stamping was unconstitutional when they know they have legislation coming on the back end? Yep. That's exactly what they're doing. And so yeah. that's why this and that's why, you know, we have people that walk away from the table. Oh, we won that battle. No, these people are going to fight every step of the way. It's why I've often compared the Bruin decision like the Battle of Midway during World War II in the Pacific. Yes, the opposition in that case, Japan said you've won, but they made us fight for every island. And that's what's happening. I guess the the only thing that I would add, so so this is tragic, it is slimy, but at least this admits one thing, it's that they know they have a losing argument. They know that if the argument comes in front of our judicial system, they will lose. So they need to find a workaround to try and keep it in play. So if there's one thing we have going for us, if we want to consider some sort of victory, we can consider that victory in the in, in the idea that we are morally correct and they just showed their hand that they know we are too. Right. And I think that's why this next two elections, the 24 and the 26 are so vitally important is to secure the judges because they're trying to run the clock in this game, hoping they can flip the judging pool. And we've got to do everything in our power as Americans to stop that. And so that's one of the reasons you're going to see a lot more coming out of our organization over the summer and and lean into those two elections. It's going to be a two and a half year push to take back California. And folks, we're working with many groups and it can be done. Keep the faith and we'll be back in our next segment here on Firing Line Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event Heard Weekends right here on AM 590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. 
If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Come and get them! Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. I'm your guest host, Rick Travis, the Legislative and Government Affairs Director here for the California Rifle Pistol Association. In this segment, I'll be introducing Jerry Clark, who is our training manager um, and works on training throughout the state of California. But continuing on what Kevin and I were talking about with some of the, the bad legislation, in killing the culture of gun ownership here in California, the governor has focused very craftily starting last year with removing firearms from the next generation. How did he do that? He used a, a cheap little stunt to get in front of the, the people and pass a bill lightning fast called 2571 that removed any kind of advertisement or support from different groups. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the impacts of that later on in the show. But it basically um, removed a lot of the money that went to support everything from high school youth shooting sports to shooting teams across the the state. And you got to realize, California, while we take a lot for our anti-gun behavior of our government, we produce some of the finest shooters in the country that lead us to Olympic uh, victories that keep us in the top of the Olympic medal count. Uh, We have some of the top uh, people that are out there teaching and training. And a lot of people said, well, Rick, come on, don't get so paranoid. 2571 was a one-off. Well, folks, we're finding a bill right now, Assembly Bill 262, that is targeting the ranges on every camp. Think Boy Scouts, JROTC, religious-based camps, um, all the various hunting camps, you know, different groups like NRA, CRPA, Gun Owners of California, Gun Owners of America, the list goes on, all have youth camps. Some of those are day camps. Some of those last, you know, an entire week during the summer. Just so you know the numbers, we're talking about 500 to 600,000 youth are seen every year with their first or second time with a firearm. And this bill is designed to remove the ranges. And one of the things they're trying to do is go after the people that work on ranges, the education of those. And that's why I have our director of training, Jerry Clark, with us today. Because Jerry has been putting out range safety training that's specific to California, meets all the California standards and laws. And we need your help out there in the public to encourage your range to get on board. Jerry, tell us a little bit about that training. Well, thank you, Rick. Um, The idea behind this is to come in California specific. A lot of the training that's out there is pretty generic throughout uh, the rest of the United States. And we've been really trying to hit hard on how a range safety officer is affected by California law, which a lot of the laws that are out there currently are very vague and can get you into trouble really quickly. So we really try to come in and explain to everybody. And again, Rick made a great comment. We are up and down the coast. Um, I've been in this year, I've been in Ukiah, I've been in Redding, um, been down in San Diego, been up in Silmar, the Simi Valley area been up in Concord, got a few more places that we're going to hit here in the next month or so that we're constantly training range safety officers to understand how vague and how ambiguous a lot of these laws are because they're actually a bunch of double talk. And it's very difficult for us to maneuver in this stream of laws 
that really don't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and Jerry, you bring up a good point. When you look at ranges, uh, and not just ranges that are dedicated to youth, but ranges dedicated to families and, and different groups, um, now is the time to update and get more people out there. And for those of you who have experience and sometimes are going, huh, I wonder what I'm going to do this weekend, really consider going and, you know, CRPA puts this out, but I'm even saying this to our brothers and sisters in Arizona and beyond the listeners show. It is time to start going out and becoming an instructor. And I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why. Number one, going through the classes and doing the things that you think you already know, you're going to pick up new stuff. I, I go and, you know, as Jerry knows, audit classes and, and take classes every year. And I've been doing this, folks, for 40 years, and I'm still learning stuff. And this makes you a better better shooter, a better competitor, better whatever you do within the Second Amendment umbrella. You're going to improve. But it also allows you, especially if you're working a range for an event to help out with kids and, and women and men and getting that next generation of shooters going, it allows you to come in with that expertise and help make them better shooters. That all improves our community. And folks, the more we can improve our community, the less ground we give legislators out of control to go after us. The more we're able to sit there and show the public, yeah, that's not true and speak a true narrative. Jerry, tell me, how hard is it to become like a range safety officer? Well, basically, you've got to come in and spend a day. It's an eight-hour class. Come in and, and spend the day with us. But it, your training doesn't stop there. Your training has to continue to go out to the ranges because what you learn in a classroom is only part of what you learn. You have to continue to educate yourself, and the only way you can do that is actual time on a range. We have plenty of opportunities through the CRPA here locally and up and down the state that we have needs for range safety officers to help in family shooting. Go ahead. Wait a second. You know, funny you said, because you you said about the state, but can you correct me if I'm wrong, Jerry? Didn't you take people outside of California last summer to a state called (laughs) Utah? Yes, I did. I actually, um, for the first time in a long time for the CRPA, we actually did get an opportunity to train outside the state. That was a fantastic experience because we pick up, just like Rick made comment to, we pick up a lot of different things from other states that they may be doing differently than we do, and we're sitting there scratching our head. Wow, this is a cool place to be. But it was very nice to be out there and and actually educate people outside of the state. And one of the things I would like to to bring up is, Jerry, I've watched you aggressively with this this these programs. So make sure I don't miss anything. You've done this for youth hunting. You've done this for scout programs, religious-based programs. Like in the case of Utah, veterans in wheelchairs, I believe, were taught how to hunt and be safe with black powder firearms. You've covered everything from black black powder all the way forward to modern three-gun, all the different disciplines. Is there anything, I, I mean, and if I remember right, you've even went down and taught people that work in zoos and wild animal parks, these basics. Yes, we had an opportunity to go down and work with the San Diego Wildlife Alliance, which actually the security guards who run the zoo and the wild animal park in San Diego. So that was a fantastic experience. And this is what I want to get through to people. Like if you're in our brothers and sisters in Arizona, where I know a lot of people um, listen to this program, these are all the ways. So when I hear people in our community say, well, okay, Rick, if I go and sit down for eight hours and learn how to become a range safety officer, I just don't want to go down to my range. So what is there left for me? Folks, it's literally the world is your oyster. I mean, I'm amazed at the number of things Jerry tells me about when I'm talking to him about some upcoming, you know, speaking thing I'm doing with the legislation. He's like, well, don't forget this. Don't forget this. And I'm scribbling all these things down because this man keeps finding new ways to get out there and intersect the community at large, well beyond. Jerry, like, give me an example. Didn't you have like a a mom, kid, spaghetti, something? Yeah, we've we've done a few things like this where it's been uh, mother and child. 
that was a fun shoot for both of them. And the the scenario with that is, is to get the parents to come with the youth or the youth to come with the parents so that we can educate both sides. It's huge. And I mean, Rick brings up a great comment, you know, in the hunting community, we had last year, we had an opportunity to go to the fall hunting classic out of Bass Pro Shops and do some training also. We were out there for four different classes. We're going to do the same thing this year. So when that classic comes back up, CRPA's name will be on some of that training that's there. And I highly recommend you come and take it. Now, I recommend people, if you're listening to this and even our friends in Arizona, jump on CRPA.org, go to train, look what they're doing, because one of the things I'll highlight from what Jerry said last summer at Bass Pro, we had people come and take a wilderness medicine course. Um, one of the comments at the beginning of the course was, well, I don't know if we'll ever use this, but, you know, they sat through, I think it was a three-hour abbreviated course that was designed to be kind of an overview of what wilderness medicine was. And it was within a couple of weeks that we got a message back from one of the participants now, thanks to what they learned in that three-hour abbreviated course, they were able to save their father's life. And so a lot of times when you go take these courses to help other people, you may be helping yourself or your own family. Go to CRPA.org, and we'll be right back here with Firing Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors with the things you love in the field, or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. By AskDefensive.com. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis. I am the director for government affairs and legislation here at the California Rifle Pistol Association. And I'm happy to have somebody that I used to work in the same office with, Maria Salietto, who is our director of development, which means she is the person that helps fund the war chest in this fight against Newsom and our legislature here. Uh, I will argue that while the rest of us have very tough fights, Maria's fight is very, very difficult because she has to work with everybody inside and outside the Second Amendment community to be able to fund the machine. And before I start to ask her a couple of questions, I'm just going to kind of give you a brief overview. You know, a famous case like Bruin that goes to the Supreme Court and gets played out, by the time it gets there, even with all the discounts, and I want to really highlight this, we don't have attorneys that make you know, gazillions of dollars like a Gloria Allred or others. We have attorneys who literally have the lowest discounted prices. And still, 
we're talking well into seven digits. Time to get done with multiple circuit appeals and also multiple times of getting up into the Supreme Court. Um, some of the costs and fees for printing and stuff are just astronomical. The cost for the battles in, in the state capitol is, is pretty steep um, and by far not a complaint, but um, I'm one of the lowest paid people in the lobbying teams you know, you know, throughout the thing. And that's not a complaint. I work for a nonprofit. I do this because I believe in the mission. But my point to you as a potential donor at some point to us, Gunners of California National Rifle Association, is understand those of us in this fight that are doing this kind of work, and especially I'll highlight the California Rifle Pistol Association, we get audited. Um, Maria is a part of that auditing process that gets audited by outside groups. We have a high rating for both of our association. Uh, we just passed a recent audit. Your money is going to this fight, but there are multiple ways to give money. And so, Maria, let's start to explore that. If I'm a person sitting at home, driving a car right now, listening to this show, and I'm like, you know what? I like what they're doing with kids or what's well, like what they're doing fighting this or this lawsuit. How do they how do they get involved? Well, Rich, there are a lot of ways uh, people get involved and can help. Um, obviously, donations can come through the website. Uh, you can donate to a specific campaign. Uh, sometimes we're running specific um, campaigns. We have a T-shirt campaign right now. You uh, make a $60 donation and receive a, a limited edition 4th of July T-shirt. Um, lots, lots of opportunities to donate. And we have people donating everything from thousands of dollars to hundreds of dollars to money. And all of that has an impact. Uh, everything has a great impact. And I really want people to understand that, that, you know, even during the Revolutionary War, there were the powder monkeys. Rick, we've talked about this before, you know, loading artillery. These were 10, 12 year old boys. And every, even just having them do that made a difference in the outcome. Uh, and 1776 would have a very different uh, uh, meaning today if they weren't there. So anything that anyone can donate, uh, they can do through the website, through campaigns. Also, we have uh, groups now that have gotten involved, uh, everything from ranges, um, stores, uh, even businesses that are non-firearms uh, related. We have clubs, uh, car, car groups, political groups, or even restaurants that are holding events to raise money for CRPA, because this is more about not just the gun community, but overall, you know, what the Second uh, Second Amendment ensures, which is freedom. And that's for everyone, not just the Second Amendment community. So uh, there are a lot of ways to, to make donations. You know, we've talked about this before, too. You know, if we can't fight with our fists, we either fight with our vote or we can fight with our wallets. Uh, it's not even cash. We have people that make car donations or firearms donations. Um, I'm learning that firearms are a lot like purses, right? <laughs> you buy one, you want one in a different color, one a little shorter, one a little longer. And very often you find you have use. Uh, so those could be donated to CRPA. Uh, and, and that money goes towards litigation, uh, motorcycle donations as well. Um, and aren't and there if, tax write-offs with some of that stuff? Yes, yes. If you donate to the foundation, you have tax write-offs. Uh, that are available as well to you. Uh, what really inspires me as well, and I, I love this, uh, people call with their trusts. You know, you can have CRPA, the, the CRPA Foundation or CRPA Association as a beneficiary in your trust. And that can be cash, firearms, whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, I love that because I, I always tell people, you know, that that's going down with a fight, you know, your last stand, uh, you know, amendment and, and to fight freedom. So that's something that uh, everyone can do, uh, you know, and I, and I think that's a, a great legacy too to leave and, and makes it not only an impact for CRPA and future generations, uh, but also uh, for family, you know, you, you're doing that, your, your last stand. Yeah, Maria, those are all amazing ways. I know, you know, there's like 401ks and other things that can be um, financial instruments that can be done. And I know Phil in his personal life that owns this show and runs this show, does that stuff. One of the things, though, that you have brought to this mix that is incredible, and I was going to say, like, on the Inland Empire, I know they did one, a couple of these recently. You've had a couple of events out there that were, dare I say, family fun-oriented, where people were having a good time. Can you explain how they had a good time and how that helps the fight? 
Oh, yes. Um, uh, recently, uh, we had uh, something called Extravaganza. Uh, this is an event where it's basically um, your average carnival games, uh, only you win a firearm. So you buy a ticket and then you win, uh, you know, you go in for for firearm uh, prizes. Um, that was that still player? Excuse me? Where was that held at? That was held at Bass Pro Shops in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, wow, that would have been fun. Hang out, yeah. Bass Pro, some caramel corn, play some games, and go home yeah. with a gun. Woo. Bass Pro has done a great job, great support from Bass Pro and Rancho Cucamonga. We're hoping to uh, replicate this. There'll be another one coming soon. Uh, there'll be more of them throughout the state. So uh, that's another way, uh, you know, come support, bring people, bring friends. Uh, it's a nice day out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and you're also helping to support the Second Amendment. How do parking lot sales work? Because I also heard you've been very creative with a parking lot sale. Yes. As I said, we have a, a stores, firearm stores um, and other stores as well, uh, restaurants, too, who've done parking lot events. Uh, they have a parking lot sale and either give proceeds uh, from the, the sales to CRPA uh, or we've had uh, just parking lot car shows and things like that uh, that bring in donations and memberships. Uh, and that all supports even even memberships, you know, broadening our footprint where we can get more people uh, involved it always helps brings money in for for litigation as well. Um, you know, it's it's important too to, that when people uh, put us in touch with other people, you know, who do you know? Uh, sometimes people know people and uh, they own a business or they have a connection to someone that can help us. Uh, that's always very helpful as well. Uh, people try to make connections us that uh, they can bring in money. I have somebody who's talking about doing a uh, a, a game tournament, you know, at a, a local bar uh, to try to raise money. And and this is just a bar, you know, but the, a lot of people that support the Second Amendment and understand what it means to freedom. And so uh, they're talking about putting a fundraiser together to have their patrons come, have a good time and raise some money for CRPA, you know, a short price of tickets and then donations as well. Now, Maria, I want to thank you for being on because this is important for people to understand all the work that goes on because there are literally hundreds of hours to put on these events, uh, a lot of coordination of a lot of things. But community, I want you to realize no matter where you are here in the Southwest listening to this show, there are opportunities being created for you to stand up and stand out for your rights, opportunities to bring your family, your friends, your coworkers. Meet at a parking lot, meet at a bar, meet at a restaurant, meet at a big store like Bass Pro. Go out to a range event. Uh, Maria and her team are literally creating these all over the place. And these are opportunities not just to raise money for the fight, but it's an opportunity to exercise your right, an opportunity to enjoy being an American, an opportunity to step into the sunlight and show the darkness that's plaguing this country that you're not putting up with it anymore that you are fighting back, that you are standing, just like those people Maria mentioned in 1776. These Those people weren't lawyers and, and pop. They were everyday people like you listening to this show who did two simple things. They said, I'm not going to take it anymore, and they stood up and did something about it. I'm going to continue to work with Phil Naiman throughout these next three years to change the political landscape here in the Southwest. We're going to do it, but we're going to do it with your help. So as Phil would say, get off the couch, start attending these events, and start showing that you are a true American patriot. Make those stickers on the back of your car mean something by showing up and being there. Thank you for being on Firing Line Radio. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask. 
kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, ASK stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge. And that's what they focus on at ASK Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low-light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, askdefensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too, so buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Hi there, Philip Naiman from Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, professional investment advice with a Christian worldview. You've all heard it, it's all over the news. The Fed has raised interest rates and may continue to raise them in the future. When the Federal Reserve said inflation was transitory, we now know it's a stiff reality. So how does that affect you? Well, financing anything will be more expensive, but if you're able to invest with these higher interest rates, things may finally be in your favor. Financial institutions have been slow to pass on higher interest rates to investors. We don't have that problem. If you're looking to take advantage of today's higher yields or even an improvement on your money market yields, please give me a call, 909-406-1144, 909-406-1144, or schedule an appointment at cornerstonecwm.com, cornerstonecwm.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 